Thank you for tuning in to Prayer is Breathing. My name is LaToya and our topic today is fasting. So I want to talk to you just about some things that the Lord put on my heart in reference to fasting. I know that it's 2019 and a lot of us are kicking off the year in fasting and prayer and just seeking God at a greater level. And so in that, I've received some questions in regards to fasting for people that may be fasting for the first time, or you fasted before, but you just want some encouragement and just a refreshing of why you should fast. So we fast for three main reasons. Those three reasons. First, we fast for intimacy with the Lord. So fasting has a way of helping us to uh, just surrender our flesh so that we can walk more in the spirit. I've noticed even in my personal life that when I fast, I'm extremely sensitive to what God is saying. And sometimes when you're fasting, your spirit is more open um, to certain things. You'll be able to kind of walk into a place and just discern the atmosphere on a greater level. And so one tip that I would give you for fasting is when you are fasting, this may especially not be the time to watch scary movies or do all those things. And I don't watch those things either way, but especially if you're fasting because your spirit is open more to receive and your spirit is open more in the spiritual realm. And it's a great thing. It's a beautiful place to be in because you can hear God a lot of times more clearly when you're fasting. And so you want to really cut out anything that's going to block or hinder you from hearing God, hinder you from being focused. You want to make sure that you have your full attention focused on the Lord while you are fasting. So fasting is a great way to grow in God, to meditate on his word, and just to lay aside a lot of fleshly things, carnal things. It really is a reset for us. And so even sometimes we have phones, we have technologies, um, technology, we have all these types of things, but fasting is that reset button where you turn everything off, you shut everything down so that you can really, really, really focus on God. When we fast, number two is we see breakthroughs. A lot of times we see breakthroughs from outward things like breakthroughs in our finances, breakthroughs against our enemies, breakthroughs in a lot of different areas. So I'm going to talk to you in that aspect from Second Chronicles chapter 20. It's one of my favorite stories. Um, it's a really, really powerful story about Jehoshaphat. And what happens when he's facing some things externally that are coming against him. And so if you want to take some notes, we're going to look at Second Chronicles chapter 20. It says it happened after this, that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea from Syria. And they are in Hazan Tamar, which is in Gedi. So pretty much Jehoshaphat, he's getting some really, really bad news. He's getting some frightening news that all of his enemies are going to gather together and come against him. Verse three says, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout 
all of Judah. And so whether you're fasting with the church, whether you're fasting individually, sometimes it's good to do that corporate fast so we can get some corporate breakthroughs. And so that's what's going on here in this chapter, in this verse is Jehoshaphat is fasting so that he can seek the Lord. And somehow when we fast, when we seek the Lord, we truly seek the Lord, our fears, they go away. We get still in God's presence. And David talks about that in Psalms chapter 34, verse four. He says, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me out of all of my fears. So that's a beautiful verse. I love that verse that no matter what you are afraid of or you fear, as you seek the Lord, you will see that spirit of fear leave your life. And so we see in Jehoshaphat that he begins to call a fast for all of Judah and they fast and they set themselves to seek the Lord. And when we jump down, we see that he's fasting, but he's also praying. And verse six says, um, Oh Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations and in your hand? Is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? I want to pause here because as you fast, you have to fast with the authority and understanding that there is no God like our God. And that's what Jehoshaphat is declaring while he proclaims this fast. He's saying, God, you are the God of our fathers. And are you not the God of heaven? And he tells God, you rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. And in your hand, there is not, there is not power and might. Is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? And I love this because when we begin to put God and we elevate God above our problems, above our situation, that takes all the fear away. And so as all these different armies are coming against Jehoshaphat, he remembers the word of the Lord. He remembers who God is and he knows that God, you are above all the nations of the earth. You rule and you have all authority and you have all power. And so when we look at our problems versus God of all the earth, we understand that God is more than able to show up on our behalf because he's God. Verse seven says, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend forever? So he's telling God, you drove out all the nations before and so when his enemies are coming against him, he's reminding himself that this is not new for God. God has done this before. And I want to remind you that if you need breakthroughs in your life, if you need to be delivered from anything that's coming against you, God has done this before he has brought breakthroughs before he has delivered you before. And so we can understand that this is not God's first time delivering. God is more than able. He's capable of doing whatever we are fasting for. So make sure when you're fasting, you're fasting from a place of confidence in God. You're fasting from a place of faith. We're going to talk about that in a second as well, because we don't want to get religious when it comes to fasting, where we just fast because it's the thing to do, or we fast because it's the beginning of the year. You want to fast with faith. You want to make sure that when you're fasting, you have power and you have power by faith in God's word. And so if you have faith, 
all things are possible. And so you want to make sure that as you fast, you are expecting God to show up for you. You're fasting according to the word of God. And we see Jehoshaphat, he's bringing up the word of God. He's remembering that you are the God of our fathers. That's what he's telling the Lord. And so you have to remind yourself who God is and build up your faith by the word of God. Whoo, I'm excited about that. All right, our third tip here is not only do we fast from external things. So in Jehoshaphat's case, just the moral of the story, you can go back and read that in Second Chronicles, the first 20. The Lord gives him victory on every side. He jumps down to verse 17 and says, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. And so fasting, what that does is that postures our heart, that positions us for battle so we can stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And so God gives them victory on every side. And that's how that story ends, that God gives him victory on every side. And verse 30 closes that out. And it says, um, verse 29 actually says, and the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. So God fights against all of his enemies. They are completely driven away and they begin to take all the spoil from the land. It's a beautiful, beautiful story. And I encourage you to go read it as well. It's very, very powerful. And then our tip for number three is fasting for deliverance from things that are internal. So not just fasting for breakthroughs in our finances or breakthroughs. Those things are great. And God will do those things. I really believe that I'm a witness as we fast, we'll see strongholds be broken off of our finances, off of our family, certain things. But also as we pray and fast, We want to believe God for personal deliverance. We want to believe God to deliver us from anything um, supernaturally that does not need to be in our lives. And so we're going to jump to Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, which reads, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So in this passage, the disciples were trying to cast out a demon and they could not. And sometimes we can relate that to our own lives. We're trying to get rid of demonic influences or things that we feel oppressing us or holding us back. And so this is what's happening with the disciples where a person was brought to them to be delivered and they were not able to cast out that demon. And so if we jump back up to verse 14, it says, and when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, referring to Jesus, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? 
And sometimes we can even be frustrated in our own lives to say, why can we not see the power of God? Why am I still dealing with this? Why am I still struggling with this? Whether it's depression, anxiety, um, sickness, all these different things. Why? And that's what the disciples were saying to Jesus privately. Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. And again, we talked about this earlier. You make sure that you are fasting with faith. Faith is so powerful. It's a really, really powerful weapon that we have in the spiritual realm. And so he says, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Hallelujah. I believe that nothing will be impossible for you. Verse 21, he says, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. So if some things do not go out except through prayer and fasting, to me, that would mean that all things will go out through prayer and fasting. So if we look at that, we see that when we fast and pray in faith, there is nothing that we cannot do. So we can do all things through Christ, of course, who strengthens us. And as we pray in faith, we can speak to mountains and we can command mountains to move. And we can also speak to demonic spirits and command those things to flee from our lives by the power of God. So as we pray, as we fast, there is power available to us, no matter how hard or difficult the situation may seem. I can only imagine this father just being broken over his son. Um, it's, it's, it's a very serious thing to, you know, have epilepsy. And so he's, he's just broken. And sometimes we have to cry out to God because there's difficult difficult situations in our lives. And we need to see the power of God. We need to see the hand of God and that power is available to us. So you want to make sure that as you're fasting, you are also praying. I've done that before where you fast, you stay away from food, you stay away from Chick-fil-A, do all these kind of things, but then your prayer life has not increased. And so part of fasting, you want to make sure that your prayer life is increasing. So I want to give you some tips on that as well. If you are doing maybe a seven day fast, some things that help me is I like to think about something that I'm going to pray for that day and dedicate a day to a specific day. So for example, if you're fasting seven days, day one, my focus is growing closer to God. And you have scriptures that focus on seeking the Lord, giving God your full attention, and you focus on that all of day one. That is your prayer point. That is your focus for that day. Day two, you may be fasting for your marriage. You want to have some scriptures about marriage and really focus that day on praying for your marriage. Day three, you can focus on praying for your family or day four, the nation. And so you get the point there, but you want to make sure sometimes it helps you to stay focused on the prayer aspect of fasting. When you have some prayer points, when you have some scriptures, and I want to encourage you to be intentional, 
Be intentional about what you are fasting for, because sometimes when the hunger kicks in or maybe even a headache or things like that, it's easy to get distracted. So you want to make sure that you have some prayer points, some things written down that will help you to be effective as you are praying and definitely everything that's going to build up your faith whether that's listening to scriptures, reading the word of God, Bible studies, Bible topics. You want to make sure that you are building your faith up as you are fasting. You pray, you pray in the spirit, you sing, you worship. Just be intentional about fasting. Also journaling. So if you are not used to journaling or you don't journal, make sure that you take some time to really journal while you're fasting day one, day two, day three. Sometimes you can write your prayers in that journal. Sometimes God will speak to you. He will give you dreams. And so you want to make sure that you are writing down what God is saying so you can really focus and meditate on that. I'm going to close with this and say that when you even set your heart to fast, and there's a scripture about that in Daniel, where he set his heart to seek the Lord. And I can testify that even when you set your heart to seek the Lord, you set your heart to fast. At that moment, God begins to move in your life in a greater way. There's times where I was just desperate for God. I said, God, I'm going to set my heart. I'm going to fast. I'm going to just make up my mind to fast a few days or turn things off. And even that very night, God would give me a dream, a prophetic dream. And my fast had not even begun. It would start the next day or the next morning, but I could sense God already honoring the fact that I was going to fast and fix my heart and my mind to fast. And that's one of the key things about fasting is you have to have your mind made up that you're going to endure that fast. On days where I'm kind of riding the fence, I may fast, I may not. Those are the worst days because everything's going to tempt you. Um, You're going to be completely distracted. But on days where you say, you know what, I'm going to fast. This is the fast that I'm going to do. I'm going to seek the Lord and you're focused. Those days you will sense the grace of God be available to you. There's times where I fasted and by God's grace, I did not have a headache. And I'm talking about just drinking liquids and things that naturally you would have a headache. But the grace of God kicked in because my mind was made up and I was serious about seeking the Lord. And so when you are fasting, even when it gets tough, pray for grace, pray for God to give you grace. And then also just be focused about what you are fasting for. And when you are fired up about what you're fasting for, the food will not matter. You won't even really, really give in to headaches because you'll be so focused on what you are believing God for. So I want to encourage you, if it's your first time fasting, definitely start somewhere. Of course, if you have medical concerns, definitely heed to those concerns. Um, You want to just make sure that you are cutting something out. You want to make sure that you are giving up things. Of course, food is a big part of that. I would also encourage you to give up social media or things that you know are going to distract you. Give those things up. And then also when I fast, I try to set specific times to seek God. So for example, if you're doing a 21 day fast, you can also do 21 days of 7 a.m. prayer. You can add that to your fast. You can add a certain time of prayer to your fast to say, God, as I'm fasting these days, I'm also going to dedicate 
more time or this time to you in prayer. You can also, you know, dedicate time of reading your word that you normally would not, you know, read your word at that time. But just letting God know, not only am I turning down food and turning these things off, but you have my attention. I think most of us, when we're um, just in relationships or certain things with people, you want to make sure that they have your full attention. You have their full attention. And so that's part of our relationship with God when we're drawing close to him is God, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to speak to my heart, I'm all ears. My heart is in this and I'm ready. So when you're fasting, make sure your heart is in it. Don't be so weary and just worn out. Um, And also I will say that when you're fasting, you want to make sure that your appearance is not sad and gloomy and woe is me. And so that's the scripture that I had here as well that I want to share with you is Matthew chapter six, verse 16. And it talks about that. The Bible talks a lot about fasting. So Matthew six, verse 16, it says, moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. And so this scripture is not only just talking about the outward appearance, but saying when you're fasting, that really is between you and the Lord. You don't want to fast so that everybody knows that you're fasting so you can be like a fasting superhero. It's really the state of your heart. And so with the state of your heart, just make sure that your countenance, your appearance is great, especially if you're fasting and you're at work and you're around unbelievers. That's not the time to come in looking all crazy, um, saying that you're fasting to everybody. Um, So you don't want to give off that type of just appearance of your fasting. Woe is me. But you want to fast and just anoint your head with oil, the Bible talks about, and just pretty much have your countenance to where you're excited, you're happy. People shouldn't be able to look at you and just know that you're fasting because you look so sad and hangry and all those type of things. So you just want to make sure that you are focusing on the Lord. I hope that this podcast was helpful to you. I hope that you will invite others and tune in for our next episode. Also, make sure you're following us on our Facebook page at Prayer is Breathing. You can also follow us on the gram, Instagram at Prayer is Breathing as well for encouragement, tips, Bible verses, prayers. Even if you have prayer requests, you can email those to us as well at prayerisbreathing at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. Thanks for tuning in.